0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast, these podcasts are based off Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. It says, "Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph." Listen, I'm so happy to have you with us today. This is Tuesday, and welcome, uh, wherever you are on planet Earth. We're glad to have you with us today. I'm so excited. About our series today. And I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are definitely going to be blessed. I want you to let people know that we're live. And then I want you to share it. Please share the, the podcast with others so that the word will grow and multiply. Listen, we're teaching on the subject, on the theme of fear. And our subject, our main subject is a question. And the question is this, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Now, this is the question that Jesus asked his disciples over in Mark chapter 4, verse 40. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the spirit of God instructed me to teach on fear. And because I believe that some of God's children in this time, these difficult times that we're living in are operating in fear. So really my thoughts on this whole series, the goal on this whole series is to give a fear exam. In any exam, you ask questions for me in a moment. In a few days, I'm going to have, I'm going to go to the dentist for my uh, regular dental appointment. And usually, especially during this, time that we're in now, the pandemic, they ask you a lot of questions. And so that's what I'm doing in this series, Why Are You Afraid? I am asking (coughs) thoughts, pardon me. I am asking questions. And the main question is, why are you afraid? Now, in (coughs) In each one of these lessons, I have a subtopic or a sub question. This is our third lesson, but in lesson one, I asked the question: Are you drawing back or are you moving forward? Are you drawing back? Or are you moving forward? In our last lesson, <clears throat> in our last lesson, in lesson two. We asked the question, what are you running from? What are you running from? Well, in this third lesson, I have another question. But in this lesson, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Our main question today is, are you safer in the boat or safer on the word? Are you safer on the boat? are safer on the word. Now, I got this question out of this text that I'm going to read to you in a moment. Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 through 32. Jesus instructed after feeding the 5,000, the miracle of the fish and the loaves, he instructed his disciples to get into a boat and to go to the other side of the lake. He would send the multitude away, and after that, he went up into the mountain to pray. Up in the mountain, he prayed all, he prayed most of the night. But then he looked out from the mountain, and he saw the disciples in the boat attempting to cross the lake. Now, it's they're about midway. Hours have passed and they've not been able to cross the lake. A storm came up. So the Bible says that the wind was contrary. So Jesus came to his disciples walking on the water. What a powerful miracle. Peter, one of the 12 in the boat, looked out and said, Master, if it's you, bid me or command me to come out on the water. And that's where we are because Jesus had, they all thought Jesus was a ghost who walks on the water. They all thought Jesus was a ghost. So they're crying out for fear. And Jesus says, be of good cheer it is I be not afraid. So Peter asked the question. So let's look at verse 28 and Peter said, Lord, if it's you command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter came down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, the Bible says he was afraid and beginning to sink. And he cried out, save me, Lord. And immediately Jesus stretched his hand, called him and said unto him, "O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And the Bible says, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So we're asking the question, why are you afraid? And the question that we're asking today is, are you safer in the boat? Or are you safer on the word? Now, we're talking about fear. And in our first lesson, we defined fear, and we said that fear is a feeling of anxiety. It's a fear. It's a a, a feeling of panic caused by the awareness or the expectation of harm and danger. Now, let's talk about fear. Because it is possible, and I said this in our last episode, it is possible to be operating in fear and not know it. And I'm convinced that's why God instructed me to talk about it, to get some of you out of fear. So what's the root cause of fear? What is the root cause of fear? Now, listen to me carefully. The root cause of fear is not the harm of the danger. It is not the harm that we are afraid of. It's not the danger. The root cause of fear is a flawed belief. A flawed belief. Now, I'm going to make some statements. I want you to follow me in these statements. And what I'm attempting to do is to help you to get this handle a <clears throat> handle on this fear situation what's going on with the fear situation especially in the pa- in the pandemic now the root cause of fear is a flawed belief a flawed belief in other words a person believes either consciously Or unconsciously, that he or she is totally responsible for caring for himself or herself, caring for others, or handling a situation. Now, listen to the statement. We're talking about the cause, the root cause of fear, it is a flawed belief. A person. Believes either consciously or unconsciously that he or she is totally responsible for himself, caring for himself, caring for others, or handling a situation. Yet when he or she considers his or her own natural abilities, own natural resources, he or she realizes those resources are inadequate and the result is fear. Now, I want you to listen to this. I operate in fear. You operate in fear when you and I believe that we're totally responsible for handling a situation for caring for others caring for ourselves but when we look at our natural abilities when we look at our natural resources we realize that they are inadequate to handle the situation that we believe that we're totally responsible for and the end result is fear now listen at this then so fear is always about our thoughts that we will not rise to the occasion. We will not be able to handle the threat. Fear is always about our thoughts that we, in this situation that we're dealing with, will not be able to rise to the occasion. We will not be able to handle the threat. So, you notice here the issue is I'm trusting myself to be able to handle this situation. I am trusting myself to help others. I am trusting myself to be able to handle what's going on in my life. And yet, I realize at the same time that my resources. My natural abilities are inadequate. So the end result is fear. So let's talk about the two kinds of dependency, and then we're going to get in our questions because I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you today, a lot of questions that I want to ask you. And the main question is, are you safer in the boat or are you safer on the word? So let's look at the two kinds of dependencies, the two kinds of dependencies. Dependency one is dependency on what the Bible calls the arm of the flesh. Dependency number two, the second kind of dependency, is dependency on the word. Our background text is Jeremiah chapter 17. Let's look at verse five through six as we talk about our dependency on the arm of the flesh. It reads, this is what the Lord says. This is Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 6. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who trust in mere humans. This is the New Living Translation. Who rely on human strength, and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They're like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in a barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. Now, I want to read that again. We're talking about our dependence. It will either be on the arm of the flesh And the Bible says the person who depends on the arm of the flesh will be cursed, or we could say it like this, empowered to fail, empowered to fail. So I want to read that again, and I'm going to place empowered to fail in in this verse. This is what the Lord says, cursed or empowered to fail are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They, those who trust in the arms of the flesh, are like a stunted shrub in the desert. With no hope for the future, they will live in a barren wilderness and in an uninhabited, salty land. So the Bible says that if we place our trust on the arms of the flesh, on humans and human methods, then it says that we will be empowered to fail. So there are many things that man has created for protection from harm and danger. And I want to give you a list of those things that we trust in. And I'm by no means saying that we shouldn't do any of these things, but men trust in alarm systems, nothing wrong with alarm systems. We have an alarm system, uh, in our house, men trust in cameras, nothing wrong with cameras. We have cameras, uh, on our property. Men trust in seat belts. Hopefully, you're wearing seat belts when you get in your automobile. Some men trust in weapons. Others trust in the pandemic and masks. Others trust in vaccines. Others trust in face shields. Some trust in storm shelters. I have a storm shelter. I wear masks. Uh, uh, I wear seat belts. Some trust in their house. Some say I'm never going to leave the house because I want I, I can be safe in my house. Some trust in barred windows. Some trust in bodyguards. Some trust in safety helmets. Some trust in safety shoes. Some trust in life jackets. Some trust in bulletproof vests. Some trust in law. Some trust in police protection. Some trust in the military. Now, when you look at these things, there's nothing wrong with using these things. But let me ask you a question. I believe we should trust God and use things. Now listen how I put that. we should trust God and use things. I think that many even Christians are using God and trusting things. I'm gonna have to say that. I'm gonna have to say it again, okay What we should do. We should trust God and use things. I'm convinced that many, without realizing it, are using God and trusting things. It's possible because none of the things that I said were bad things. But the issue is, where is our trust? Is our trust in these things or is our trust in God? If our trust is in God, we can use the things, but we don't want to use God and God be a backup plan while we are trusting things. So if we're using God and trusting things when the things fail us, because we've used God God is not promising to be available to us. Now, let's talk about trust in the Word, trust in the Word. In Jeremiah 17, verse 7 through 8, again, the New Living Translation, it says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord, that's in His Word, and have made the Lord His Word, their hope and confidence. They are like Trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water, into the word. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. That's the pressure and dangers of life. And such trees are not worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Wow, that is that is powerful. That is powerful. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8, in the Lou Levin Translation, it says, Blessed or empowered to prosper are those who trust the Lord, those who are trusting the Word, and have made the Lord their hope, and confidence. They're like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep down into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. No, it doesn't say it will not, heat will not come, but it says they're not bothered by the heat. And then it says such trees are not worried by long months of drought. And this pandemic that we've been in has lasted over two years, nearly two years. It says their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So even in difficult times, the Bible says that our leaves should stay green, our countenance should still be up, we should still have, have our enthusiasm, we should still have our motivation, and then it says that we should not cease producing fruit. God wants us to be fruitful, fruitful, even in difficult times. Now the disciples, twelve disciples, were in a boat in a storm. It was a difficult time. And one of those disciples decided, Peter, to come get out of the boat. And he got out of the boat on one word, come, come. So let's go back. Let's go back. And now I want to ask a series of questions. You should have the scenario. You should understand what we're talking about. You should understand the background text. You should understand the two kinds of dependencies. So let's go back to our question. And I'm asking you these questions. I really love to get your answer. I come back oftentimes and listen to the comments on the podcast. It helps me to know what people think. Let's go back. The general question I'm asking you is, are you safer in the boat or are you safer on the Word? We know that safety is a basic need. It is a basic human need. We all need safety. We all desire safety. God wants us to be safe. Now, so let's look at this story. Were the 11, 11 disciples, 12 of them were all in the boat. One of them got out of the boat. Peter walked on the water. Were the 11 who stayed in the boat safer than Jesus and Peter out on the water? Just asking you, think about that. 11 stayed in the boat, one got out of the boat. Were the 11 who stayed in the boat safer than Peter and Jesus out on the water? I'm gonna ask the same question. I'm gonna ask the same question, but ask it just a little different way. Who were safer, the eleven in the boat without Jesus or Peter on the water with Jesus? Ask the same question, just ask a little bit different. Who were safer, the eleven that were in the boat without Jesus or Peter out on the water with Jesus? Who were safer? Here's another question I want to ask you. It's just a fear exam. I I want you to think through this fear thing because sometimes we just trotting along and we think we're operating by faith. And a lot of times we're not operating by faith. We, we, We just in the boat. Now listen at this. Was it a third question? Was it really safer in the boat? Was it really safer in the boat? Was it really safe? Okay. If you're going through a storm and you're in a boat to get across the storm, but the boat is having a hard time making it across the lake, that's why Jesus came to them because they were having a difficult time crossing the lake. And we don't know, maybe he came to them because if he had not come to them, they would have died on the lake. So was it really safer in the boat? Was it really safe? Because the Bible says the wind ceased after Peter and Jesus got in the boat. You remember Peter was walking on the water looked and saw that the wind was monstrous. He got his focus off the word, started looking at the situations. He began to seek, cried out, cried out to God, save me, and Jesus reached and grabbed him. And then they both walked the rest of the distance to the boat, and they got in the boat. Peter and, and Jesus got in the boat with the other 11 disciples, and then the Bible says the, the wind ceased. So they were in the boat, but yet they were in a storm. So my question is, the wind does not cease until Jesus got in the boat. So was it really safer in the boat? Now, I I got some self-evaluation questions that I want to ask you. And I, I guess you're saying, why do you keep asking these questions? Give me the answer. Well, in some cases, I can't give you the answer. I can't give you the answer. I can help you to evaluate yourself. It's like, like you taking an exam. People don't always give you the answer. They ask you the question. You have to answer. I'm asking you the question because I want you to know where you are. So what? is your boat now i'm talking to you i'm talking to you what is your boat what is your boat now i do have my ipad here and i will answer any questions if you have any questions but i'm asking you questions i'm asking you questions what is your boat what is your boat what is it that you believe give you safety You know, what, 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 you you know, we're in a pandemic. So what gives you safety? What, what is your, what produces safety for you? What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel safe? Does being at home makes you feel safe? You know, what makes you feel safe? Or let's, I'll give you a definition of safety of the boat. What if the boat, Is what the average person does in difficult times. What if the boat is what the average person does? The average person would be the 11. The average person is, I'm going to stay in this boat because it's in a storm. I'm going to stay in this boat. That's what the average person does. So the boat is really what the average person does in difficult times the average response in difficult times. But the question is, what makes us different? If we're Christians and the average person is going to stay in the boat, what makes you and I different? If we're Christians, what makes us different? If everyone experienced difficult times, Everyone, center and saint alike. What makes us different? And then I have a, another question. What makes us different in a pandemic? What makes us different? Unsaved in the pandemic? Christians in the pandemic? What makes us different? Got another question. When we come out of the pandemic, when we get out of this, we're no longer in a pandemic. No need for masks, no need for ma- vaccine, no need for anything. The question is, would we have looked different? What we have looked different. What we have been sought, what we have been like. Or does it matter? as long as we're safe. Let me ask you a question. Is the real issue for us and for the laws is that we be safe? Is is that the real issue that we be safe? Or is the issue we demonstrate something different in the storm? We demonstrate walking on the water would be different walking on the water would be different. So when this is all over, are we going to be able to say we responded different, we act different, whether it's emotionally, or did we just stay in the boat just like everybody else? Another question. You say you're asking all these questions. Another question. What are you missing by staying in the boat? What did the 11 miss? What did the 11 miss by staying in the boat? Peter had the privilege of walking in the water, you said, but he began to sink. But let me ask you a question. So was Peter a failure? Was Jesus more impressed with the people who stayed in the boat than Peter, who at least got out of the boat, walked and on the word? He was close enough for Jesus to help him, which tells us even if we are trying to stand on the word in the storm, Jesus will keep us because he'll be close enough because we're on the word. So what do we lose when we stay in the boat? Can you fulfill your destiny in the on the boat? And then finally, how long are you going to stay in the boat? You said, you just asked us questions. You asked us a lot of questions. I know it. And I want you at some place, somehow, I want you to go through these questions and I want you to answer some of these questions because I personally believe we should be different some way, even if we're trying to walk on the word, I believe Jesus will keep us. I believe he'll hold us, but I don't believe he's impressed at all by us just staying in the boat because everybody stays in the boat. I want to stop here and I want to look at, at um, um, uh, I, I got all my questions. Are you safer in the boat? Are you safer on the word? Were the 11 who stayed in the boat safer than Jesus and Peter on the water who were safer? The 11 who stayed in the boat, was it really safer in the boat? What gives you safety? What makes you feel safe? Now, someone said my boat is the word of God. Another person says my boat is saying Psalms, uh, want one every day. Um, What makes us different uh, is knowing where our help comes from. As a Christian, I'm different based on my faith in Jesus Christ through prayer and meditation on his holy word, allowing his teachers to be lived daily, confessing the word before us every day on, health, healing, and God's protection. Um, we must demonstrate something different in the storm. The word needs to be, world needs to see our faith in God and his word. Uh, what did the leaven miss by standing in the boat? i would miss jesus teaching his blessing his miracles if i stayed on the boat thank you uh you i thank you uh, uh were the 11 who stayed in the boat safer than jesus and peter out on the water uh your answer was safer on the water with jesus uh who were safer in the the leaven in the boat without jesus or peter on the water with jesus peter on the water with jesus um standing the uh was it really safer in the boat was well, standing the word of god is more safety than in the boat uh, not safer in the boat i need jesus at the helm in the boat um he's my constant help now i wanted to ask those questions and i think you um I think you did a good job. How long will you stay on the on the boat? I don't want to stay on the boat. Staying on the boat was not my spiritual journey. Now, I wanted you to answer those questions. Now, I want you to take your answer, because all these were great answers. I want you to take your answer. And, and now, practically, practically, every day in this pandemic, how do we look different? What is different about us? How Do we talk different? Do we act different? Now, I only got one answer about people in the world need to see. People in the world need to see. If we all stay in the boat, and and this is one of the things I wanted you to get, if we all stay in the boat, then who's going to help the people who are panicking, who are panicking in the world. If, 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 if safety is our only thing, if it's only thing we want to get through this and we want to be safe, if that's our only concern, then that is a little selfish to me because what about the kingdom? What about people? What about others? What about God's plan in the earth? What about the church? What about if it's just about me being safe? Now, granted, we should be safe. God wants us to be safe, but is that what this whole thing is about? Is it just about me being safe? Is that, is that our role as Christians is just we be safe. Just wanted you to think a little bit. I don't think I'm through with this series, but I just wanted you to think for just a moment. Are we safer in the boat or are we safer on God's Word? Thank you so very much. I enjoyed this time of sharing with you. I do go back and I look at all the comments that you uh, give throughout the lesson. So I appreciate you so much and I pray that you have a great rest of the week.